Aye, ah, that's the fucking joys of fucking loving me people. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Shit You May Not Have Seen podcast, where we talk about films you may not have seen. I'm Scott. I'm Joe. What are we watching, Joe? I'm watching The Conversation from 1974 by Francis Ford Coppola. Copula. 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 <laughs> Copula. <laughs> I don't know why I get Copula. <laughs> Do you think we can do this? Later in the week. December 2nd, 1 p.m., Parabolic Unit B. Let me tell you something about Harry Cole. The best bar none. I'll drink to that. The best what? The best bugger on the West Coast. Look, what do you see him? The man with the hearing aid. He's following us all around. Three people were murdered. Uh, had nothing to do with me. I mean, I just turned in the tapes. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. I've been involved in some work that I think I think will be used to stand it. hurt these two young people. No way responsible. I, I'm not responsible. How'd you get this phone number? We prepare full dossier and everyone. It's terrific. <laughs> the bugger got fucked. Do you have secrets, Harry? I know you do. Tell me about yourself. Your secrets. I don't have any secrets. Don't get involved in this, Mr. Cole. Those tapes are dangerous. Come on, Harry. Show and tell. How do you do it? <laughs> we ask you these questions. Conversation directed by Francis Ford Coppola, Coppola, starring Gene Hackman as a Harry Call, who is a surveillance expert. Yes, that. So he goes about recording people and being a sneaky bastard. Being sneaky. So I called it an espionage <laughs> film last week, but it's not really espionage. Um, Aye, it's, it's not because it's not like government secrets. Aye, it? nobody's fucking trying to deliberately fuck anybody up. And basically, it transpires in the film that he's been hired to surveil. Uh, this director of a big company's wife mm-hmm. who's been having an affair and that the, the conversation in question is what we get introduced to right at the start mm-hmm. where they're in a city square and he's got all the all the mics out trying to record what's what's being said. Yep. It's funny because when I was watching this last night, you know the very, very start when the, the list, he's listening to the audio and stuff mm-hmm. and it starts doing all that kind of yeah. digital noise stuff. I thought there was something wrong with the fucking right. thing that I was watching. I was like, oh, fuck, man, this this, this cop, cop, copy of this is fucked for whatever reason. But then I was like, oh, no, it's no. That's right, right. It's, no, it's like supposed that. to be kind of fucked yeah, up. I right. say, just I'll bring him in right at the start because obviously sounds quite an important element <coughs> of this, the, mm-hmm. this film. A um, guy called Walter Murch is a sound designer on it. And he was, he's one of the kind of pioneering sound designers for the 70s. Aye. Uh, famous, famous guy. Um, also a picture editor and... Film editor, um, he edited the uh, Godfather for Francis Ford Coppola. Also. Jesus Christ, eh? Um, he was he he was the guy that came up with all the sound and the you know the scene. Al Pacino shoots the shoots him in the, the, the and then the, hides the gun and he's, he came up with all the sound and that film. He he was the he was the man behind that. Right. That's a famous kind of example of an, interesting sound design because the sound you're hearing isn't really what's going on with the, the actual scene. You know, I I mean, and <clears throat> that goes for this film in general. The conversation, the the sound, I think is fucking brilliant in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an, almost like another character in a lot of ways. Oh, ab- absolutely, man. Like, aye, it just creates a lot of real unease mm-hmm. and a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of the scenes in that, aye. And it's that thing, kind of leading sound, so you, you'll be getting to the tail end of one scene and the sound for the next scene will kind of come in over it. Yeah. But it's uh, but it's, it's creating a, a weird, kind of uncomfortable tone. Aye. And then you get into the, the scene that's coming next and you see what it is it's creating the noise and it makes sense for that scene aye. but it didn't for the last one so aye, it's a nice aye. bleed and mm, aye bleeding yeah, aye. good good kind of connecting things definitely man aye well impressed the guy's name's Harry Cole and as I said he's a, a surveillance expert but he's carrying some baggage the film's really about his guilt and paranoia over that we, we find out later on that he did a job in New York and he left subsequently left New York because two people were killed as a result of the mm-hmm. the work he did on recording a, a conversation there that, <coughs> that led to the murder of those people. 
that's going to weigh in anybody's mind, that mm-hmm. it? That's weird because that doesn't really that doesn't really come into the forefront until a wee bit into the movie. Yeah, eh? Probably later on, yeah. I like the pace of this film. It was really slow burn as well. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I like the you know the whole the way it opens and it's the big square and everything. It's like everybody, there's loads of folk and there's the mime guy, yeah. which I thought was pretty funny because the mime guy starts fucking <laughs> yeah, fucking with people and stuff yeah. like that. And he kind of goes up to Gene Hackman and kind of copies what he's Aye, doing. I like Gene that. Hackman's like. He gets really uncomfortable and tries to get away from him and he just keeps following him. Gene's like, go and fuck, fuck off. off. <laughs> get to fuck. That whole scene I thought was was really, really cool. You know, it kind, uh, of, it kind of comes for like a distance and it starts to kind of come in mm. close and stuff like that. It's like you start for the, the, the sort of position because they've got a guy in a... Who's got oh, like with a, a scope. With a scope and a mic on it and a kind of laser pointer for, for the right. mic. And like, that's the position you start from, like kind of Aye. far away and then you we gradually go down into the, the city square. Because at first I thought it was a sniper. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I went, no, there's, there's no actual gun attached yeah. to that sort of thing. So aye. That, 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 and then you find out a wee bit later on the film that that, that contraption is actually something that Gene Hackman's characters actually designed themselves, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And then we find out, obviously, as the film goes on, he's like this pure, like he's like the man for... Ah, he's like the, the, a celebrity in the surveillance world. Aye. It's like everybody's always talking about him. I've got some funny shit to actually talk about that later on. But aye, the, the opening of this was quite intriguing, aye, because you mm-hmm. kind of think, like, for a wee second, there's maybe some sort of assassination situation going yeah. to happen. And then we have It feels quite kind of Dirty Harry, you know, when, oh, aye, totally. when Scorpio's kind of got the gun out and following stuff with the scope. It's, it feels kind of like that. Totally, totally. And I don't know about you, I don't, I don't know why I was getting vibes of this, but... Um, just in the all over tone of this film, I, I was just feeling Fincher all oh, over yeah, this fucking, style. and I don't know if it was an influence, but... Especially if you think of Zodiac. Aye, Because like, also that's set in the 70s, yep. the 60s and 70s, and the, so he, he's harking back to that, but yeah, definitely I think Fincher's probably a fan of... Just a lot. Fit, 70s cinema, you know. A lot of the camera angles and <laughs> stuff like that, and I, I would reckon this was a definite influence on him. Mm-hmm. It just, even though the story's not, nothing like anything he's done, mm. just a, a, a sort of tone to it, do you yep, know what I mean? That, yep. that kind of slow burn, it's that slow sinister. that style, yeah, that slow 70s style, and there's Aye. something sinister going on, but you're not really sure what it Aye, is. The mood's sinister, but without pure laying on it, Aye, laying totally, it on, obviously, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because that's the thing with this, it was like, we get the opening scene where you find that, you know, that, that he's in a bunch of people that work for him or strategically placed around about this kind of plaza sort of thing and they're, yeah. they're picking up audio and then he's sitting in a van and he, he compiles the audio basically mm-hmm. when he gets back to... His... He takes all the best mic because, I mean, so, so they've got, I think they say they've got three mics That's set right. up. They've got, they've got a guy with a bag who's got a mic planted in the bag yep. who's following the, the couple. So mm-hmm. I, we should probably talk about what, what the actual conversation is. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a couple in the, this city square, noisy city square, and they're trying to have a secret conversation but they, they're also, I think they're also kind of aware that they're maybe being Because ah, at one, one point the, the woman says there's a guy there with an earpiece or something aye, like well, that. that's the guy with the mic in the bag. That's she, right, she aye, him. yeah, that's right. Um, aye, so it's this couple that's having a conversation and I think much like Harry Cole, we are also a wee bit in the dark about what the conversation is because we're only getting bits of it in between that digital static that you're talking aye, about. Aye, I mean, it's like... So we get wee bits of notes and stuff and but I think quite quickly we realise that it's probably an affair. Aye, totally. Because uh, she talks about her husband and are we... Aye, you get wee snips like yeah. we're going to tell him and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, wee snippets of the... Aye. So you kind of build up yourself. I think that's also one of the themes that plays into this film that we can get into later on. But you build up in your head what is Aye. going on. and it does a fucking great yeah. job of that. Aye. And then we obviously find out at the end that's not actually what's going on. Which I was really... I'd never seen this film before. Mm-hmm. This is my first time seeing it and uh, I knew nothing about this. So I found the end, and obviously we'll get to that. We'll not talk yeah. about it right now. But I, I thought it was fucking excellent the way it kind of it kind of flipped. Aye, aye. So in, in this in the conversation, we've got bits <coughs> of it built up between these three, three different mic sources yep. that, that um, Harry Cole has got his team working from. Aye, and uh, the banter when obviously when Gene Hackman goes back to the van, the, you know where the, the other dude is. You know you get his the John Cazale. Kind of, aye, he's uh, Fredo. For, aye, so he is. Aye, for, for Godfather. For, aye, just, just to <coughs> kind of zero in on him a minute because he died really young. Did he? Yeah, he passed away in the seventies uh, from cancer. Jesus Christ, cancer. But like, what a resume of films to have. So <laughs> he made five films in the time he was alive. Right, three of those films. Well, four of them. So one's this one. Aye. The two Godfather films, mm-hmm. Dog Day Afternoon and The Deer Hunter. Fucking hell, they're all like cinema yeah. classics. They, they're, all, they're all Oscar winners, man. Aye. I don't think Dog Day Afternoon won an Oscar, but Godfather did. But it's definitely, but, but it's definitely well respected now. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Aye, man. totally, yeah. man. Um, wow. Aye, so that, his resume is 
pretty good. And he, he actually had cancer when he was working on the Deer Hunter. Right. And uh, they, they asked if he wanted to go off the project. And he's like, no, I want to finish the film. So Makes sense. That, that was his, his part in shot. That was his swan song, man. Fucking hell, yep. man. Aye. Good so actor as well. Aye, really good. immortalised in, you know, in cinema forever. Do you know Fredo, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Aye, totally, man. It's been a yeah. while for a Sorry Godfather, yeah. right enough. Aye, he is, he is good, isn't it? Aye, but Fredo betrayed him, man. Yeah. That's it, as you do when you're in the mafia, you betray every cunt. Yep. <laughs> um, we get that that whole bit that goes back to the, 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 you know, we get that kind of cool dialogue with, with your man Fredo there. Um, there's a bit where the girls are like, obviously it's mirrored windows, so they, it's two one-way glass, yeah. so they, and the girls start doing the lipstick and the bold Fredo is like... He's taking photos. Ah, he's taking, ah, just been a creepy ah, bastard. Like, give me some tongue. Ah, he's just being creepy, man. <laughs> um, but right away, you kind of, you kind of see right away that Gene Hackman's just 100% focus is on the job. There's no bullshit mm-hmm. with him because obviously he's trying to crack jokes with Gene Hackman when he's in the van and he's like, I don't... Because at one point he says, I wonder what this what this job's about and he's Gene like, Hackman's like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Yeah. He's like, I just want to get the, the audio as good as I can get yeah. it and all that type of shit. So then it kind of goes, he's got like a big massive... He's got like a unit. Unit. Kind of, I, I, he he kind of works from. Which I thought was excellent <laughs> itself. I, I love the space. I because, the setting always good because he's just in a wee corner. In a wee corner, yeah. It's like this big warehouse space. And again, I don't know if that's meant to represent him as a person mm. as well and his personality where he's very isolated. And Aye. He's in this massive space, but he's only he's only taking up this tiny wee bit it's almost like his whole life reflects that throughout the film Mm. because the bit that's what happens after he does that the job he goes back to his his own flat and he realises that his fucking landlady's been in his flat and left him it's like a a parcel and a a happy birthday letter um, card and he phones her up and he's like how the fuck did this get in here and she's like oh I've got a spare key Mm. so right away when I was watching this I was like this is already it's just starting already it's building tension because it's like He's suspicious right off the bat at right at the start of the movie, and, and obviously he, his job he's suspicious is suspicious throughout this whole film because oh. probably because partly because his job. Aye, yeah. well, that's it. He knows how sneaky fucking people are. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Him being who he is and, and the field that he's mm-hmm. in, he's well aware of that. And it, when he's talking to the landlady, feeding into the whole isolation and how he is as a person, it's like she says, you know, what if there was, I think she says something like, what if, what if there was a big fire and stuff like that and your, your, you know, your possessions get burnt? He says, I don't care. He yeah. says, I've not got, I've not, got, I've any, not got anything, I've anything nothing, that I care yeah. about other than, he says, other than my privacy. Mm-hmm. And I like that because you're, you're building subcon, well, no subconsciously because that's something verbally that's said that can yeah. make you think but you've that already he's, seen that he's a bit, ah, uh, he's a bit KG, off yeah. and he's, he's just off. Then that's when we get the other scene when it goes to his premises where it works. And again, what we were saying, it's completely too big for the, the purpose that he needs it for. Mm-hmm. And it almost, again, I mirrors him and how he is as a person. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, he's, he's in these big places, but he's trying to be... He's always trying to have a small footprint, you know, he's trying aye. not to be aye. the centre of attention, just to be in the corner, out of the way, doing not drawing attention to himself. Aye, doing what he needs to do. Mm. And I thought they, they filmed the space fucking brilliantly as aye, well. Totally. They, they really did. There was a lot of... Because there is a quite wide shot in that location where you see like the size of the room and yep. just the, the, light, the light in the corner where he is and how small he is in that space. Aye, totally, totally. It worked on a lot of levels, just sub, on a subconscious level, kind of building his personality and, and how he maybe sees himself in mm. the world as well. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's trying to go undetected in a big space. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you were saying, basically. I and uh, You also get more of that, that dynamic between him and Stan, where Stan's a bit more light and just what he kind of mess about. Aye, and he's not having it. He's like, look, just be quiet. I'm trying to work on this. Aye, and he ends up kind of putting a wedge in between them a wee bit. Yeah, because Stan does eventually leave and uh, go and work for a rival competitor who we meet kind of later on as well. In the, in the spy convention? In the spy convention. Aye, yeah. how, how on inconspicuous as the spy convention brilliant you know what I mean I mean it's totally fucking ridiculous but it's yeah. fucking spies are us do you know what I mean Aye, it's fucking <laughs> funny as fuck but I mean that's happening as well so obviously he goes back and he's when we're talking about that he's he's putting the the, the kind of tapes he's got through like, you'll probably know what the machines were eh no really it's before no. that time man. <laughs> Aye, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's various filters and stuff Aye, he's and cleaning he's, the, the audio up he's cleaning the audio as best as he can with kind of mm-hmm. 70s technology but various filters and he's kind of fading in the different mics to catch the, the best uh, that's right the best instance of the conversation. So sometimes it'll be the, the plant mic in the bag. Sometimes it'll be the, the laser mic. Sometimes it'll be the, the mic with the parabolic shield. Yep, yep. Um, which is kind of like what you do when you're mixing a film on, on location because you'll have various mics up. You'll have like the, the mics that the actors wear. You'll have the boom mic. You'll maybe have a plant mic and you're, kind of going you're between. fading between those mics to, depending on which one's 
capture mm-hmm. them the best audio on the day. Aye, I figured obviously you know a lot more obviously because that's your job. <laughs> um, but I, so that I like the way that was set up, you know. But then it kind of almost cuts to like his personal life for there on because yeah, like we see some of the, this relationship he's got. I, I I thought I don't know if I thought it was a prostitute at first, but I don't know. So if she, I, I, I don't know if she necessarily yeah. was, but. But it's this girl, and she's actually a really big actress, huh? She is. And she doesn't come back in again. Yeah, Terry Gar is her name. Ah, uh, she's been in uh, Close she, Encounters and all that. She was Inga in The Young Frankenstein. Aye, exactly, <laughs> aye. Brilliant, what a film. Yeah. I mean, she's only in it for like, what, <coughs> five minutes maybe? Aye, maybe, Talks. aye. So it's just this one scene, because he, he, cut, he cuts it off with her, because she's asking too many questions. Ah, because he's so suspicious, he yeah. thinks, why the fuck? He's like, because ah, he, he says at one point, Terry's like, ah, he says, you know, I've been seeing you for a while. And he's like, and you've never asked this many questions. And that's feeding into it because obviously his landlady's been in his house mm. and then he goes to see this this woman. Yeah. And she's asking loads of questions. So in his mind, he's building up some sort of thing that why all of a sudden... Why are these people all of a sudden I, more interested in my personal Than they normally life? are, yeah. sort of thing. Aye. So she's she's almost kind of like, well, say, you can obviously get sense she wants a relationship with yeah. him, but he's not letting anybody in. He's... Mm-hmm. Again, just keeping himself very kind of isolated and. But like she's she's kind of stunned when she finds out it's his birthday as well because that's he, right. He mentions that his landlady had been in and like left that that was a bottle of wine. So like, I got she gave me it for my birthday and she's like, "Oh, it's your birthday." Aye. Like, you've never told me that, and it's, it seems like they've been in this relationship for quite a while. But he's been giving her he's fucking giving her nothing, nothing basically. Like, he mm-hmm. just shows up at her house and I think yeah. they have sex and then he fucks off. But it, but it looks it. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's that bit where. She's like, oh, how old are you? And he's like, oh, I'm 42. <laughs> Gene Hackman's had a hard paper run. <laughs> Fucking in Bosnia. Yeah, because we're ages with him in that film now. And we're, we're like... And I'm saying, you know, we're, yeah. we're dead no bad, really. Yeah, totally. you know, in the, in the grand <laughs> and they, no harm to Gene Hackman, because I fucking love Gene Hackman. Yep. He's brilliant, but... Uh, Aye, he's been scalped with, with Father Time quite hard <laughs> at that point. Do you know he's 90? Is he 90? Aye, wow. he's 90, aye. I don't know, he's fact, he's older than that. He's 93, because he was born in 1930. Right, aye. Fucking wow. hell, 93 yeah. year old, man. That's wild. Aye, he's an old guy. Because I was saying last week with, um, when we weren't on the pod that he's retired from acting like quite a few years ago. It's a year ago, I looked yeah, it up. Aye, I he's, think, he's not been in for a long time. I think his last movie was in 2002. He's quite young to retire, I think. Especially a guy of his calibre. Yeah, totally, because he's definitely one of the top guys. Oh, particularly aye. from that era, from the 70s. Like, he's Gene Hackman to me is like. A 1970s actor, 1970s, 1980s. Aye, you know? when I get Gene Hackman, I think like Jack Nicholson and, and people like yeah. that, Robert De Niro. Aye, he's, um, he's in that, that class of people. Robert yeah. Duvall, who's in this. Yep. Yeah, took me by surprise because totally. I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> I Robert forgot Duvall? he was in it and then he showed up. I was like, fuck Bobby Duvall. And then Harrison Ford's in it as well. Yeah. I didn't fucking know Harrison Ford was in it. was in it pre Star Wars, Harrison Ford as well. He looks young. Yeah. He looks really young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Handsome motherfucker, man. <laughs> the, aye, the relationship's just odd. Yeah. They're like, again, it's just like paranoia, but then. We got a kind of cool scene because he kind of leaves her and he goes on the train and there's that just as again this is the beauty of these these older films it's like they, they don't need to they, they don't always need to like lay on exactly every scene needs to like you know move the story forward and sometimes it's just like visually visual stuff that's kind of cool and striking yeah and it's a really simple bit but he's sitting in a train and then all of a sudden the train lights go out, and then he's kind of sitting for a bit do you remember that bit ah, he's kind yeah, of sitting yeah. and then this train stops and then the lights come back on again and then that scene doesn't really tie into anything it's just like but it's almost like because his reaction to the lights going off is almost be like feeding is, is someone here is they, someone making this happen uh, exactly because uh, it's like you say it start, it's just a close up on him and he's just sitting on the train and then it stops and the lights <clears> go out and then they come back on again he's, yep. he kind of has a wee look about like aye oh am I Aye, aye, exactly. Being aye, and and what's happened up to that point? You know, the, the landlady just yep. miraculously letting her sell into his flat, and then finding this other woman's asking him loads of questions, and then that happens. Mm-hmm. So, so these really, really wee clever things that just kind of play on his paranoia. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And obviously, he's riddled with guilt. When we find out later on what has happened, like the, the movie is clearly about guilt and how it can eat you up inside. Oh, aye, absolutely, yeah. aye, hundred yep. percent, aye. But yet, he continues to do the job. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about a big money job we find out as well. So it's like fifteen thousand was it? Aye, but yeah. and that was back then. That's, that's a lot of money. Serious yeah. cash back then. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fucking serious cash now. Man. Somebody give me fifteen grand, I'd be well happy, man. Yeah, because like, I result. think he, he compiles the tape from the various mics and he, he makes the phone call to 
drop the tape off and in the cleanest phone box I've ever seen I may add man it's perfect pristine phone yeah, box no, man. San Francisco man it was, it was if somebody cleaned the fucking windows and everything <laughs> in it it was like spit and spam you know what I mean he's, did you notice he's only in the phone box for like two seconds and there's a guy at the window like Jam. tapping it he's like I get fucking out of there you yeah, dick it's like arsehole I'm talking yeah <laughs> <laughs> aye but again it's all this clandestine mm-hmm. he's meeting the director yeah, they're like we'll, we'll, we'll call you back and he's like oh you can't call me back I don't have a phone aye and it, and it is where I because he's obviously again that's feeding into his paranoia because mm. somebody could bug his phone. Yeah. When he when he's talking to the other person on the phone, it turns out to be Harrison Ford actually. Yeah, I right. didn't put that together until I saw him. You think I would because he's got a dead distinctive yeah, does, voice, yeah. but I didn't think of that. He does say you can tell that, you know, when he phones he's really nervous about phoning and stuff like that. And then he's like I think he refers to him as the director, does he, as Aye, the so director or Robert something? Robert like? character is the director. The, the director. We, we never find out. Of the company. Like, of the company. We don't know what the company is and we don't know his, his real name or anything. Aye, just aye, but yeah. he's like, um, he's like, is it still 15,000? He says, the fact, well, I suppose like, can I, well, the fact was what was agreed and yeah. that's what it is sort of thing. And then we ask when we get the meeting. That's ah, he when, goes up to the offices. Yeah. Ah, he goes up to the offices and yeah. you get that kind of interaction between him and Harrison Ford. And, and he's like, I was, Harrison Ford's like, oh, is that the, is that the materials? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I was supposed to give it director directly. And he's like, oh no, it's all right, I can, I can take it. And then we get that yeah. kind of fucking aggressive pull back in the like folder because he, 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 he takes off him initially and then he puts the money down and then can I, I guess Gene Ackman has can a, I, a like, second nah. person and he's like no and he picks up and then Harrison Ford grabs it and they're like can I wrestling me aye, aye. Aye. but Gene still manages to get it back because right, he's solid let's face it man Gene's a big guy <laughs> fucking Harrison's the winning half feet you know what I mean <laughs> He leaves with the material and he knows there's something right, something's fucked here. That's mm. that, 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 this whole vibe's wrong. Cause because I, would, um, I think Harrison Ford's character, Martin Stett, he's supposed to be the director's secretary, I think. Is uh, the, he's like, he's underhand or something like that. Yeah. Aye, because when Gene Hackman grabs the folder back and he leaves and he's walking down that corridor, but, um, Harrison Ford's character comes out of the room and he's in the distance aye, and he, he says, stands off distance. it's kind of sinister. He's kind of, I can't remember exactly what he says. I don't think he says anything, does he? I think he says so, it's something like you say you watch yourself or something that's like right, that. You know, he does. Yeah, you're right. But I don't think it is that. But something like that, something kind of intimidating. And then he's waiting I mean? at the the lifts, and he, and he, he sees he starts getting a bit paranoid again. And then he sees the two. Well, he initially sees the guy. He sees the guy. Actually, yeah. the, the guy that he's basically been recording right. with a woman. Who do you know who he is? I do know looking who he at is. the IMDb, he's <laughs> the Nazi guy yeah, and fucking falling down. down. No, I made a note about it earlier on when I was looking at Because I was watching, I was like, that's the Nazi guy for falling I, down. He's fucking brilliant, that fellow man. You're like me. <laughs> I'm not the same. I'm an American. You're a sick asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who the fuck are you? That seems brilliant. Ah, that whole bit, man. Gravity, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Aye, fucking dynamite, man. Sorry, the Nazi, he's forever known as the Nazi guy for falling down. He's also right? in Apocalypse Now, that guy. Aye, so he is, yeah. aye. Um, Plays the chef. That's right. Yeah. So, what's um, that? Harrison Ford know in that? Aye, he is, yeah. I think, I guess, Coppola's also directed Apocalypse Now, of so he'll be using a lot of the same actors. Who else is another big actor in that? Really young. Robert Duvall was in it. He... Um, Larry Fishburne's Larry in that Fishburne's in but he's really role. young yeah. he's really really young I think really that was young. his first film role. Ah, I think for yeah. a fucking big good yeah, I think role, he was only like 17 or something when he did that wow yeah. uh, big, big, quite a good cast there but um, <clears throat> aye so he sees him and he's like oh fuck so that's mountain more paranoid now he knows that the guy he's been the, the guy kind of flashes him <coughs> a look as well but I, I, I don't think there's anything in it but in uh, Harry's mind he thinks is, he's been recognised because he's, he's already like paranoid aye, aye. so he jumps in the lift with a bunch of other folk and then he goes down a couple of floors then the door's open and then the woman yeah. that obviously he's, he's been following and recording she jumps into the, the lift her name is Anne the character aye uh, played by Cindy Williams who is uh, Shirley in Laverne and Shirley the or the TV, sh- the TV, TV show, show. spin off the Happy Days. I thought I recognised her actually, yeah, man. That's, that's what ah, she was. That's the way in 2023. Ugh, fuck, that's a shame, yeah, man. As did your Nazi, man. Did he die this, this year as well? Yeah. Oh, bullshit, man. Mm. They're both cool characters, man. Yeah. But aye, that's, that's sad. Um, and Weird had died in the same year as well. Aye, it's odd. Because I'm with a couple in this film. Weird. Yeah. Uh, payback. <laughs> Big jeans like that. Fuck them. But, um, yes, told you. That's it. Aye, I told you. Fuck you. I'm both dead now. That's terrible, man. <laughs> aye, so when he jumps in the lift, she comes in. And then like he's just... He, aye, he's already... He's, aye, he's already hyped up and paranoid. And he's like, it's, this is just piling more on. And at one point, like it's just him and her in the lift. He goes into the opposite corner of the lift. <laughs> 
He's like, can I? Because uh, he's behaving really suspiciously. Uh, like he's, he's doing the worst thing you could do for somebody that's in his line of work. Yeah, he's yeah, making totally. himself fucking. Uh, he's behaving in such a way. He's drawing attention. He's drawing attention, but yeah. he can't help himself because he's just because he's trying not to draw attention to himself. Ah, uh, exactly. Because he's so <laughs> mentally fucking yeah. overwhelmed by all this mountain stuff that's happening, and then obviously the guilt of what happened before, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's all played into his paranoia. I think then we go to the convention. The spy convention. This is, this is my favourite part. The inconspicuous spy convention. It's like, roll up spies. <laughs> Let's check out the new the new technology for spying on cunts. Aye, basically, it's loads of spy <coughs> companies Aye. selling all their, their bugs and their, their surveillance and we've get, systems. We've got, we've got half-naked ladies um, showing off the Aye. new spyware, which I thought was fucking <laughs> hilarious, man. Yeah. I mean, how 70s can you get? Do you know what I mean? They get the model with it with this the, the fucking velvet cushion with the aye, with the, the spider on it. Aye, she's kind of moving about aye. doing all the moves and stuff. I thought that bit was fucking tremendous. Aye, do you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's and that's where you kind of find out how much uh, Namie is in the, the spy aye, world because he's kind of walking about. Because walking about and then he goes up to uh, one goes the, up to one of the stalls and he's the guy's kind of passively <laughs> trying to sell him the stuff and then mm-hmm. he then he finds out who his name is and he's like. Oh, can I take you know, a picture can, of you next to my stuff? Next to my, can, can you endorse my stuff? We'll give you one for free. And That's like, right. Aye. And then Gene's having none of it. He's yeah, just like, totally. oh, fuck all that. I'm trying to stay inconspicuous <laughs> here, man. This is a rank play. Keep my spy convention and everybody know. knows who he is. <laughs> he's walking about and he starts looking at the it's like a monitoring system, it's like a camera system. Yeah. And he just happens to look at the camera system and he sees that fucking Harrison Ford's character's yeah. there. And he's like, oh, fucking like, oh, shit, they're, shit, following, they're me. following me here. That's all that we kind of dumpy dude that's doing a the, the proper spy pitch he's got his own stall and that's the guy that's got the, the woman and all that modeling for the the spy yeah, stuff right. um, yeah, he's just got the, an actor or something right. do you know who he is the the, the wee with it on imdb the wee no. the wee fat guy the, that's doing the, the sales pitch have you ever seen beverly hills cop 2 right see the, the the new captain that comes in it's a complete uh, arsehole is it him it's him right he's, an, ob- he's an obnoxious bastard in, in, in that movie uh, I think that's it Alan Garfield I think <coughs> aye. The, the actor yeah I, I didn't look him up aye yeah. I, I, rec- I only recognise him for that movie man I'm like because he plays a bastard in that mm. as well do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. I was like alright okay must be the, the guy you get to act like a prick <laughs> but he's uh, he's quite he, he knows <coughs> all about Harry Ah, like, he's jealous. He obviously, he, him, yeah. ah, he's trying to be him. Basically, I mean, one time he's like he kind of wants to get in a partnership with him as well. This is where he first we first kind of hear the New York job getting mentioned. That's he's like, oh, did you ever hear about that New York job? It's uh, like when you when you expose the Teamsters and mm-hmm. aye, um, aye. and Harry's very cagey about it. He's like, oh, you know, I, I, I right. don't know. He's like, did, what, what's he says? <coughs> this is, again, he reinforces that idea that he doesn't care what what is getting said he just cares about getting the recording and doing the job that's lies he does care I totally because this is the job that happened where people got murdered which we find out from the some uh, aye the other dudes that's later that's Bernie. when they go, aye, that's aye, when they we, go we back we find out that for him later on when they're, they're kind of still hanging out aye but before that bit happens Gene Hackman approaches Harrison Ford aye he, he finds him in the Ah, and he says to him, like, what, are you fucking following me, sort of thing, and all that? Aye, and, uh, he says a funny line, hey, well, I came to a spy convention. Like, <laughs> aye, aye, I came to a surveillance convention, I, you're the master surveyor, so... How you did know, you find me? Aye, aye like, how did you find me? He's like, you're a surveillance <laughs> convention. <laughs> which kind of plays into how daft that is yeah, in itself, you totally. know what I mean? Uh, which is quite funny, man. But again, that's mounting on the, the paranoia that he's, he he's under. everybody's watching. <clears throat> well, they are. Yeah. They, they are watching, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because he's still holding on to that audio and... Mm-hmm that it's like a bunch of Harrison Ford's kind of people who he works with that you seen at the start of the film and this wee new dumpy guy the guy with the all the, the, the chat and all that they decide to go back to it's like a party thing and they all go back to aye. his workplace he's, that's huge aye, he's his warehouse kind of place and um, there's a bunch of girls with him as well aye and there's kind of weird weird interactions man between Aye, the, the, there's a one woman who's like really into Gene Hackman, but we find out why we find she's... why she's doing, yeah. Because I'm like, ah, man, there's no chance he's fucking scoring me her, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking state him, man. <laughs> this is when you were talking about just a minute ago where the, 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 the wee kind of dumpy guy starts to kind of basically bring up to the room how much a legend that Gene Hackman is, but there's yeah. a, there's an element of jealousy. There's a kind of jealousy. Aye, there's jealousy. And Gene's kind of, kind of, kind of try to be humble and stuff yeah, he's like that. It down and stuff. Aye, but yeah. then he starts laying in about that. That he says that that one case that happened in '68. 
I think it was something to do with the president and, and yeah. an accountant or something like that. And he's really, you can tell his body language and the way he's saying it's starting to change. And, yeah. he, and there's a lot of really cool camera work at that point. While he's saying this stuff to Gene Hackman, you think the camera would be on him, but it's not, it's on Gene Hackman. And Gene Hackman's walking about, he's just walking about yeah. the space, doing really slowly, kind of trying to do stuff. Like, I think he's just fucking inside. He's like, man, I, don't, I can't yeah. believe this arsehole's bringing this he's stuff up. He's trying not to make a big deal out of it. But internally, but it is a big deal. It is a big deal. He also, him. he walks, I don't know if you noticed, he walks behind a kind of, like some a kind of screen that's hanging down at one point mm -hmm. so he's kind of almost trying to shield himself aye aye totally know. aye so he's kind of trying to remove himself from the situation without actually removing himself by just keeping mm -hmm. moving about yeah. this big space but obviously while he's saying this as well that the, the, the wee, wee what's the character's name Bernie Bernie aye Bernie's like he's getting kind of sinister with it do you know what I mean but in the same token he's he's kind of saying look why don't we team up together because you know you're you're amazing and I'm I'm number two and all right. that and if we team, teamed up together but obviously Gene's like I don't need anybody else I'm quite happy doing what I do myself and all that but he also brings up uh, he goes into detail about the people that were murdered he's like no, that, that wife and that, that kid that's right they're I mean, found without their heads you know I really like, I, I really he, he, about he, it. he found them they found them tied up naked and shaved all their body naked hair shaved, shaved off with, with their heads missing what was their heads missing aye. as well well, yeah. I missed that bit. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's pretty brutal. Aye, so Gene's like, oh, fuck, man. But while, while he's saying all this kind of, this Bernie's saying all this really kind of horrible stuff to him, um, which is weird because he's trying to kind of make him a part, like a potential partner, and he's just like, he's saying all this really fucked up shit. Because I think it's because he knows he's getting nowhere, you know? Aye, exactly. So he's trying to do something to get a reaction, yeah. but it just shows you how cold he is because he, pro he knows he's potentially, what he did resulted in two people being murdered. Yeah. But he's still willing to become partners with him, mm -hmm. and he's he's got no scruples about doing that because so. he's the man, though. Aye, aye. Like if, so, he, if he aligns himself with him, you know. He's, <laughs> aye, so it's not about it's yeah. not even about the morality with him. It's, it's just, just all the money. money aye, yeah. whereas Gene, Gene's struggling, struggling with it. With it. Aye, yeah. struggling with it. Aye, definitely. Because I mean, he, he obviously <clears> moved <throat> a, moved away from New York after that job because he was so so, so brutally fucking so cut up about it. So he moved all the way to the other side of the country. You know. Aye, aye, exactly. Then the focus changes for the onto the woman that's pure, like really, really laying it on heavy with Jean. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And everybody starts to leave, and it's just him and her. And obviously, she's just trying to fucking fire. Yeah, one thing fire leads to another. Uh, one thing leads to another, and then he's fully clothed and she's naked, which yeah. I thought was hilarious in the bed. It's like, what, why is Jean not taking his clothes off? Man? No, that I want to see Jean fucking I naked because that'd be like nightmare fuel. <laughs> but seen your nanny. Ah, exactly. Hi, man. But well, I, that was a weird scene as well because like. While that's happening, he plays the machine that's got the the full conversation. At this point, he's actually cleaned up Aye, so a lot of the audio. He's cleaned up even more of it, and <coughs> we've now got that line where because we, we didn't die. have it at the start, but it's like he'll he'll was it he'll kill us. But he would kill us first. He would kill us first. Yeah. Aye. No. 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 It because it changes. It does. They, when I was reading up on it, they actually they did it a few different ways, and they use all the different ways every time you hear it. In the film, right, I never to change the, the change the change the perception, his, his perception of it. Aye, so because when you hear it, because when it comes back around to play he, that he bit would, in the end, he would kill us both. I think is one version of it, and I think aye. that's maybe the first one. He would kill. He us would both. kill us both, and like he would kill us both if he found out. Aye, aye, aye. And he will kill us both as one of them as aye, well. Aye, right, okay. and, ah. like, he'd kill us both. And, it's like, again yeah. playing into which as he think, really hearing like, this, he'll kill us first. I think is another one. Aye, yeah. And I think that's at the end, maybe when, they, yeah, when we find out real, what's, what's happened, yeah. and then that obviously makes complete sense. Then, yeah. but um, turns out they get into the, into the bed together and all that. And he, but he again, he's playing that over the, which is fucking weird, mm -hmm. right? Why would you be playing that when that's supposed to be a you know quote unquote romantic fucking moment or whatever? But he wakes up, and the woman's not there, and she stole his fucking tapes, tape, so she's yep. obviously working with the company, yep. and, and she she stole and he him. Fell for it. I did. I. I mean, when you look like Jean, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> take it, you take get it, it. Where you can get it, man. Do you know what I mean? Um, not that I'm any fucking Adonis by any stretch of the imagination, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I and we get that quality line when he goes up to the machine. And he's like, bitch. Yep. And he realizes he's the the jig is up, man. He's been, <laughs> he's been sprung. He gets another phone call, and it's Harrison Ford again. Oh, we, we should probably talk about the Jean. Oh, the dream, fuck, aye, aye, so the dream, aye, so, so while he's, he falls, he falls asleep, yep, yep, um, aye, that. Uh, besides, uh, I'm calling her Inga, but that's her character from uh, Young Frankenstein. In fact, that's not even the same woman, man. <clears throat> aye. That's, that's the start, you see the woman he meets at the start of the movie? No, I, th I know, no, that, that's, that's a different that's woman. That's a different woman, aye, aye, aye. That, That's not Inga. That's, oh, uh, aye, sorry, aye. No, sorry, uh, <coughs> aye. The woman at the start of the movie is Inga. This is Elizabeth McRae, uh, who plays Meredith. Aye, aye, yep, Sorry, yep, aye, aye. aye. So when he falls asleep next to her, we get a dream. Aye, so it's all smoking. He's trying. He gives his kind of his 
life story in the dream a wee bit. Aye, to, to the woman that he's been, the woman that he's been yeah, recording. So the, aye, and the woman that he was following. And obviously, he's, it's like he's trying to warn her in his dream about what's, what's going to happen and she's not wanting to listen. Aye, and he, then he starts telling the story <coughs> about when he was young. Aye, and he was, he was paralysed on one side yeah, or something he, like that. He was sli- he got, his mum left him in the bath and he was slipping into the bath and he could feel the water aye, coming up and aye. stuff. It's, it's, it's weird. Can I, I like it though. Yeah, yeah, it's odd. Add to that dream like where nothing really makes sense. Yeah. But it kind of does as well. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but I like that scene. I thought that scene was really, yeah. really cool. And um, then he wakes up and finds that the, the that tape's she, gone. She stole the tapes. And That's probably like, the most natural wake up from a dream I've seen in a film, I think. You now, usually they wake up and their pools are sweat and they're breathing heavy. And ah, he just, he, he just, he, he just kind of wakes up. Aye. That's the thing with this movie. And nothing's really over over the top and exaggerated. Mm. But I like that about it. And when you've got an actor <coughs> caliber of Gene Hackman, you know, it's. Ah, you don't need it. You're obviously going to get like a. You're, you're not going to oversell it because you don't need it. Yeah. Subtleties, you know, it's much harder He's to always convey. been like that. He's always been quite a natural. Oh, you believe him even when he was playing Lex, Lex Luthor he's he brilliant was, in that uh, I mean, the greatest criminal mind in the world he's so good man <laughs> I, that's the thing with Gene Hackman man he's, he, he can be really really funny but he can be really fucking intimidating yeah. as well like in um, Mississippi Burning for Mississippi example Burning, yep. he's fucking very intimidating yeah. in that like, the firm as well ah, he's brilliant in that yeah, he's just, he's just in, uh, yeah. the one way Clint are they unforgiving he's brilliant in that oh, that's, a, that's a brilliant movie that. he's just a fucking he's just he's just Fucking fantastic! He's quite a lot of bad guys, actually, hasn't he? He's, he has. Yeah, I yeah. I like that. I was actually thinking about that when I was watching this. Um, you know, like Gene Hackman, and, and he, you know, he's really good at playing a bad guy. And I'll, I'm not going on too much of a tangent here because obviously we're not, we're not talking about Will fucking Smith here, right? But I'm, I'm just out of curiosity, I get um, I've got that audible, and mm. you got a free book every month. So it was like Will Smith's the biography. I was like, ah, you know, he's, he's kind of he's kind of interesting. So I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll put, I'll get it. So I was listening to it, and there was he was talking about his film career, and I was like, ah, he's never played a bad guy, never, never. Wow. I mean, how much? How fucking? Usually, un- actors want to play bad guys because they I, feel it's more of a character. To I would say so. If yeah. I was an actor, I'd I'd want to do the whole fucking gambit. Yeah, yeah, totally. But he's never played a bad guy. It's interesting. Never in his mm-hmm. entire career, and I'm just like, that's fucked up. And then I was thinking about other actors that haven't have really, Tom Cruise is the only other guy I can think he's never played a bad guy. Only in Interview with a Vampire is the only yeah, one I can think yeah. of off the top of my mm. head where he played a bad guy because they don't want to be seen negatively by the public. Is he a bad guy in Vanilla Sky? <coughs> Kinda. Kinda. But no, no an out and out bad guy yeah, though. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? What about Schwarzenegger? He's never played a bad guy, either. No. That's what I'm saying. Well, the Terminator. Ah, Terminator doesn't count, but ter- he's a bad guy in the Terminator. Oh, but he's bad, a guy, bad he, robot. But he's a machine. <laughs> he's not a robot. Sorry, a cybernetic organism. Cybernetic organism. Man. That's how he covered in fucking human flesh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, aye. Nothing back- dead can go through. Exactly, man. That's why there's no weapons. Man. <laughs> fucking sad bastards. But um, bye. Back to Gene. Aye, he's, he's good at really he's good at playing play, the bad guy. Plays good bad guy. But, guys, he play, but he plays. This is the thing about his, his character. In this, this was quite an unusual way for me to see him as a character because he's mm. very vulnerable. He's very. Um, because usually, uh, usually plays strong of characters, rash, strong, characters aye, yeah. strong, really powerful. Because he's, he's a presence, yeah, you know I what totally, I mean? Yeah. He's a big fucking guy. He's a presence in this, but in a different way. Aye, um, aye, totally. Well, it's like he's <clears throat> like like we were saying. He's he's trying to have no presence, but he's got all the presence. Totally, yeah. totally, aye, exactly. So it's inadvertently it's working against yeah, him. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? But he's brilliant in it. And um, mm. again, it's it's good to see these people who you, you know, obviously. I've never seen all, all of Gene Hackman's movies because he's done fucking hundreds yeah, yeah, probably, I, I, but I'll, but I'll the ones you. the ones I know, it was it's he's very, always great, and he's always and he's always very different for the way he is mm-hmm. in this. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. very unconfident in a lot of ways. Apparently, yeah. just to kind of continue on that acting thread, he found it really difficult to play this character because this is not his character. Exactly, he, he is an outgoing, outspoken, yep, yep, yep. character. Yep. And he said he found it really difficult to rein himself down and be, be a mop. You know, a hundred percent, aye, and. Um, Sort of similar to when you see De Niro when he when he strips mm. back, it's fucking quite hard to actually to get into the groove sometimes. Like when he did awakenings and stuff yeah, like to that, underplay things and underplay yeah. it. Um, but that just shows you how good these guys are. Do you know what I mean? They can they can do this multifaceted stuff. And and I suppose that's kind of feeding into what we're saying about somebody like Will Smith. It's like, can he do that? Can he do that? I don't is, think is he, he just big all the time. He's just big. Aye, some guys yeah. it's just one size fits all. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, some, sometimes that's all you want. Yeah, totally. But aye, for an actor like you, you want to cover the whole gamut do you know what I mean and do do all, all types of characters mm-hmm. do you know what I mean 
back to the, the story. So his the kind of fever dream and stuff. I believe you say, aye, the, the way he wakes up, aye, very realistic. Yeah. Aye, none of this kind of startled. Aye, he just wakes up. He just wakes up and you're like, that was shite. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's when he, I think he gets a call because obviously he knows that they've got the tapes now and Harrison Ford arranges for him to go to the, the big building office, yeah, yeah, yeah. office building. to meet the director and get the rest of his cash. But when he, when he goes into the building initially, as he's walking up to the door, he hears them playing the tape which I liked as well because yeah. that again adds to the the tension because you're like oh fuck you know the, the very thing that he, he's been stolen at his house that could potentially in his eyes lead to somebody dying yeah. they're listening to live as he's walking in so when he goes in initially it's basically it's Harrison Ford and he's kind of he's he's the one that's kind of playing the tape yeah. and that's when we see Robert Duvall and I would like to say I was quite surprised when I seen Robert Duvall because he doesn't really say fucking anything. It's no, a very small just part. There. He's just yeah. very much just he's, there. He's not credited in the film either. Is he not? No. All oh, right. Okay. I wonder but, if it was a, an off the books number, just as a favour. Might have been actually, I because I did like, like Apocalypse Now yeah. and stuff like that. In fact, Apocalypse Now was like after was that this. Way after this. Was that was seventy nine. When he walks in initially, it's actually Harrison's play. I take he's playing it for the first time to Robert Duvall, and then this is when we. Find That's kind of the impression. Impression. I because Robert Duvall. He's kind of facing the window <coughs> with the dog, kind of hunched over, yeah. And um, it's a kind of it's a kind of awkward exchange because, like, Robert Duvall kind of says to him, uh, uh, something along the lines of um, Harrison Ford's character says, "Look, I found this out for you. This is what's happening." And, and Robert Duvall says something along the lines of, "Like, are you want this? You want this to happen as well?" So that that didn't make sense to me at the time. But it makes sense to me when, when the end of the film came around, why he said it to him mm. like that. Because you're thinking he's on Robert Duvall's side because he's like, I'm trying to point this out, your wife's cheating on you yeah. and I've, I've hired this guy to find out. And and there's money as well, like like, like Gene Hackman. So he, he, he takes the money, basically. He gets there and they give him the money and then he starts counting it in the, the room and Robert Duvall's like, can you and you do that, that here? I go and count that like somewhere else. Aye, well, just kind of looked at the window. Yeah. And, He's finding it hard to take in. He's just finding that his wife's now been cheating on him with some dude that works in his company, yeah. sort of thing. And then he leaves, doesn't he? He actually leaves. In the conversation, Anne and Mark have like mentioned, mentioned a hotel room. Hotel. Aye, that's so right. He goes there and books the room next door. That's right, room. aye. And then he starts doing the surveillance thing. He's like knocking on the wall and stuff. I like that bit. Yeah, and he's bit, going the round. And so when he goes into the toilet and he finds like a a wee gap in the ah, it tiles looks, it looks like where there's been like something been on the wall or before something, or something yeah. it's not there anymore but he finds this wee gap in the tiles and he drills through and he puts a, a wee mic through I like that bit yeah it's cool, ah, it's cool. And, yeah. He's, and he's in this little space under ah, the sink he, he tucks himself <coughs> right in, underneath with the headphones on and the, the mixer and stuff ah, it's, it's cool and then he starts he start to hear what he's hearing and it's like an argument coming from the actual room next door and then he hears like real if, if he hears like there's one particular word somebody says and he kind of freaks him out and he kind of jumps out but he realises he freaks the fuck out whatever it is he said he really freaks out yeah. and he starts kind of going fucking mental and turns the TV well first no, he goes no, out no, the sorry. balcony yeah. Aye, these rooms have got a, a balcony uh, he kind of goes out on the balcony and then the people also come out onto the balcony at the exact same time door. as him yeah. and there's like a, a kind of frosted glass divider yeah. And I thought that bit, that that was like a jump scare. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as he Gene Hackman's character runs out, exactly the same point they've came out into their balcony, and he just sees this splash of blood hitting yeah, the body and a body hitting slam against eye. It. Yeah, and I thought that was fucking brilliant. Really I thought well it was done. really really well. So he freaks a fuck out and runs immediately back into the room. That's when he turns he turns the, the TV up and gets under the covers <laughs> in the bed. I like, like a kid. I just climbs out of bed like he's. Uh, like a was kid hiding would, from aye from the, the hor horrific thing that's happening next door aye and it did strike me as something you know what a kid would do do you mm, know what I mean totally. and he's totally terrified and mm -hmm. stuff like that so you get the impression that he's been in, in that room for a, a while because I think it's dark by the time he kind of comes out there aye yeah he comes out from under the covers and stuff like that the Flintstones is on the table. And the Flintstones but really bad reception. It's yeah, fucking, I know, it's it's shocking. Uh, it's really bad. Remember, the American TV used to be really bad. Right. Just the old TV used to be like that. <clears throat> you, remember, you remember hitting the top of your telly to try and to get it to work? It to work? I, yeah. like, oh, it's all fuzzy. Fucking punch <laughs> it and then it would, uh, I, then it would fucking <laughs> kick its cunt in and then it would, <laughs> <laughs> it would just go back to normal for whatever reason, man. Yeah, this is like tube TVs, folks, man. Tube TVs from the 80s. Back yeah. in the day when your fucking TV had wood. On yeah, it. Wood panel. Wood panel and for, TVs. For Micah, wood panel. Oh, fucking, that just shows you how old they are, man. Did yours have a dial? Aye, dial, dial, And fucking wood, wood effect, man. <coughs> and a tiny speaker, but it's bigger, it's probably the size of your <coughs> mobile phone speaker. That's <laughs> <laughs> just the stop, like, fuck. <laughs> Brilliant, man. Those, those were the days, man. Yeah. Time has passed. 
he's woken up and I think he thinks, fuck, I better go in next door and check this shit out, man. Yeah, he he picks the lock. Picks the lock, man. Proper spy style. Yep. Probably bought that at the spy convention. Yeah, that was a nice spy kit. He's like, oh, that'll do me. That'll do me. I'm getting right at somebody's house. <laughs> un <laughs> uninvited. But when he goes into the flat, uh, in the room, sorry, nothing looks out of place. Yeah. He's expecting to go in there'll be fucking blood and fucking carnage everywhere. Yeah, he goes out on the balcony and there's, he's expecting to see the blood splatters and there's nothing there. Nothing. So it, you start to think, he's starting to unravel. Ah, you're like, do you imagine all that stuff? Aye, yeah. as he imagine? Because we, we know by this point he's paranoid as fuck. Fuck aye, man. Yeah. Aye, definitely aye. So anything's possible. But then he goes into the toilet and I thought this was fucking brilliant and I, I don't know if this, this particular scene influenced The Shining but just right. the whole build up towards mm -hmm. this and mm -hmm. how and the, the the way it was delivered and the speed that it was delivered that totally reminded me of the, the elevator yeah. scene in The Shining with all the, all the blood although again it's I mean it's different scenes <coughs> different scenes but, the, but you can I can you can see the through thread but the vibe the, case, the yeah. vibe is very fucking very mm -hmm. similar and, and had the same element of dread yeah. when it happened because he goes in, he's obviously looking for blood. Aye, and initially he flushes it as soon as he goes in and nothing happens. Aye, but then he flushes it again Aye, and, and he's looking at the toilet and it, it stays on that shot for quite a long yeah. time until the water starts bubbling up and then you just see something really slowly just come out the yeah, bend of the toilet and it's yeah. and then it cuts the outside the toilet hangs from behind his legs. Aye, it's low angle and then the you toilet, see the legs, blood. And you see it all bubbling up over Aye. the brim. Aye, and it's Aye. a fucking great scene, man. Yeah, totally. Fucking fantastic bit of cinematography. You stand there for a bit too long as well. I was like, fucking move or you're going to get that in your shoes. Aye, you're going to fuck your shoes up, man. It does move. Aye, <laughs> I know, trip to Clark's to get a new set yeah. of loafers, man. <laughs> Fucked them up. I thought that was fantastic, mm -hmm. man. Um, and ramped up the kind of horror element that I was not expecting aye, any sort of horror element aye, to this. Aye, I guess. Aye. I mean, to me, it was a horror scene. You yeah, know not totally. Aye, right, yeah, it, right, had, yeah. it had all the, all that, the effect. That, kind of, that overwhelming realization sort of gore and crawling blood. up yeah, yeah aye, totally. Aye, aye, that, exactly. That's what it is the realization aye, come, the, that somebody's been murdered. Aye, the, and everything you feared was right mm. it is actually something did fucking yeah. happen here and this is the result of it do you know what I mean but again fucking loved it thought it was great and a, a huge misdirect as well for what's coming up oh you know, so, yeah, so aye, you, aye. You, you think at this point he's been justified in his uh, suspicions that Robert Duvall's director is going to kill Anne mm -hmm. and you, so you're like right that's what's happened like they, they've got he's confronted Anne about the fact that he's got evidence that she's been cheating on him yep. and he's murdered her Yep. Ah, yeah, that's what you—that's what you're yep. led to believe is yep. going to happen so, through the entire film. So he film. then goes to confront the director down at the the offices again, and he gets that's stopped right. by the, the security. security. The security guy was funny, like the wee wrestler has him. Aye. Then Gene Hackman's like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I I'm, can't overpower this guy. When you looked at the guy, you're like, Gene Hackman Aye. would fuck him up, man. <laughs> <laughs> if it was full on Gene Hackman, Gene Hackman yeah. would just fucking stick your head in him, man. Old, old man Gene Hackman, with his old man strength. Ah, you're yep. you're not going to win there. You're not going to win. But they have that confrontation then he, he kind of goes back outside and there's a car a limousine sitting outside and then he, he can, the, the way the camera creeps up on the window is, like it's, it's like his POV just uh, kind of yep, yep. slowly coming around slowly revealing and there's Anne sitting in the car Aye See at that point though right what I thought had happened is I thought Robert DeFell's character had killed him Oh, I'd killed Mark. Killed him. Oh, killed Gene Hackman. Aye, no, no, killed, killed, killed her, the boyfriend. Right, aye. And kept her alive right. out, of, out of pure intimidation. Because, you know I me, mean? <coughs> you think of these like, guys with like, mega money that run corporations, yeah. they're kind of yeah. like cold and it's all about control. That's initially what I thought had happened. Mm. Obviously, I'll let you go on, man. Aye. Aye, it's not. So we, we find out that in actual fact, Mark and Anne have been conspiring to kill uh, the director all along. Aye. aye. Because and she inherits all the... Oh, his or wealth, aye, yeah. his money, aye. Yeah. And then it cuts to the actual, what happened in the, the, the actual hotel. And I thought that scene was brilliant yeah, as well. Yeah. Really, really visceral. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Just totally. to, because the, the, there's a point where, obviously what, what has happened initially is Robert DeVal's arranged to meet his wife in there. And then the other, the other dude has come out, the, the fucking, he's showing up, he's, yeah. he's showed up like in the background. He's been sitting waiting. Uh, with a polythene thing and he puts it over Robert DeVal's fucking head. Does he stab him though? Does he? Because there's blood all over the place. Does he, he yeah, must stab him. He must stab him at some point because when they get out on the balcony at least anyway he does. There's blood, this yeah. guy, because there's blood everywhere because yeah. Robert DeVal's fucking, there's a bit, you see the confrontation and then you see Robert DeVal in the bed with the, the kind of, the, the, the polythene over the top of him and all that and he is covered in blood so I mm. think he has stabbed him. Do you know what I mean? He's maybe tried to suffocate him and then he's, Realised, yep. oh fuck! I better just stab this cunt. <laughs> Did a brilliant job of cleaning the hotel up. <laughs> Aye, man, they could have probably that was a, probably picked up 
better place to kill somebody aye. than in a fucking hotel, you know? Early 70s though, like forensics aye, wasn't quite the same aye. back then. Aye, well this is true, aye. Yeah. They took it out to the veranda so it's got yeah, easy to right. mop. Yeah. Can, if they're going in the carpet, however, that'd have been a different kind of fish. Aye, it's like, get any rooms with any carpets? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, we'll take that one. For me, that was a quite a good... It's a good reveal, good man. Good reveal, man. Yeah, I was not, was not expecting that at all. So then the intimidation gets piled on even more because it, it turns out because it cuts to Robert DeVal's wife coming out of the building and there's obviously a press conference and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's weird because like fucking Missy's face, Harrison Ford's obviously been with her on this. Obviously because he still keeps he, his position in the company. Yeah. Aye, exactly. Maybe he's getting us a wee promotion maybe. Aye. So he's in on it. So yeah. he's been playing like a double agent. He's been trying to expose her. And, and the lover but at the same time he's kind of working with them but as well but you that as evidence to get DeVal to get Robert in a position, into a position. He's, exactly he's going to be vulnerable aye, exactly yeah. aye exactly aye with his guards doing yeah. sort of thing again it plays back to that part where, where he walked where, when uh, Gene Hackman's character shows up I was saying and he's playing the tape to Robert DeVal uh, so that kind of you, you're like ah that's why he's doing it yeah, so, like you're saying he's, he's trying to feed, try to feed him, him into this kind of emotional exactly yeah. so it was really clever so that the press conference thing happens and then, and then obviously Gene goes back to his house. Well, well he, he, sees, <coughs> aye. he sees Harrison Ford there and they kind of Make eye contact, and, aye, and aye. Obviously, yeah. Gene Hackman's now feeling paranoid, but for a different reason. Because they think, yeah. right, I'm the only guy that, I, that really knows target, aye, yeah. that what really happened. But then Harrison Ford's character phones him at his house. Aye, simply in his saxophone. Aye, badly, I may add. He learned to play it. That was actually him. Oh really? I learned to play the saxophone right. for the park. Because I thought, man, that doesn't look like he's playing that, man. Unintentional jazz, mate. In other words, you're just shite. Aye, so he's playing his sax, doing his thing, and the phone goes, and it's Harrison Ford, and that's when Harrison Ford basically says to him, look, you'd be best just keeping this shit to this. yourself. Yep. And then he can I say something like, um, we're watching or we're listening or something like that. And then they play back what he's just been Aye, that playing, bit's yeah. fucking brilliant. And then we get that fucking amazing scene where Gene Hackman just goes full paranoia and starts and destroys his entire flat yeah, rips everything to bits because his flat's quite neat and pristine and aye, perfect aye because he's aye, yeah, he's, like, he's obviously a guy about the, the OCD oh I majorly yeah. aye absolutely I think you would need to be to have that job to yeah, be able to be so meticulous about everything he, he totally loses it at this point he rips the place to bits looking for aye, a bug carpets wallpaper yep, fucking skirting through, through the walls like everything aye yep. fucks the place up rips all the lights down and everything yep yep, yep. and then we get that and there's a kind of symbolic part in it because that's another thing throughout the movie as well. You find out that he's actually goes to church and stuff like that, mm. and, he, and he doesn't, you know, he that's is right, quite he religious, yeah. and he, he's religious, and he doesn't like the Lord's name being taken in vain. Mm. But the, the only ornament that he doesn't break is the one of Mary. I, he hesitates. He doesn't he hesitates, make it, but he hesitates. But, he, but it's the last thing in the whole yeah. place, and then mm. he eventually goes right. That's the one thing, and then when he does, he just goes full bore. So it's almost like that's kind of symbolic as well to do with his religion, mm-hmm. maybe in his lo- lo- lost faith or something like that. Yeah. He's finally just thought, fuck it. But I, again, also, because he is so religious, Sorry, he's, um, that's playing up in why he's so guilty. He feels, because obviously, Aye. being Catholics, totally, they feel so much, that Catholic gu- guilt. Guilt, guilt is drummed into that religion and the totally. people who follow Absolutely. that religion so Aye. much. Aye. Aye. And that's why he's like, he's feeling so guilty about it all. When he goes to confession, he tries to Aye. confess about Aye. what he's done but he can't bring he himself can't, he really says some other stuff instead yeah. aye 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 and I, I'll, I can vouch for that because I went to a Catholic school yeah. so I know exactly what it's like but um, the, the, basically the last scene is that really cool scene it's kind of taken for a kind of upward trajectory mm-hmm. looking down it kind of scans across his flat and it's fucked man it's destroyed yeah. but then he's playing his sax in the corner it's almost like he's just lost his fucking sanity do you yeah. know what I mean and he so I will uh, just play my sax and I don't know about you but I thought I don't know why but I thought this would happen. I thought it would zoom slowly into his saxophone and it was maybe the the, the one thing that he never checked. The well, that's... I read some theories on where the bug might be and that was one of them. Like, it's in his saxophone because apparently if you watch... Really? The, if you watch the film again... I never read that, by the way. I can't yeah. myself. Yes. If, if you watch the <laughs> film again, at the I think it's at the convention, you see one of Harrison Ford's cronies with a sax case. Right, I didn't even notice yeah. that. I just thought that. I, like, I don't know that. I just read it. Like, right, aye. that's interesting. Cause I came yeah. to that conclusion myself that that was the only one thing. But that, on top of that, Francis Ford Coppola has been asked about it, and he says say? he's like, I don't know. Aye, because he, he wasn't. That, that's not interesting to him, you know. But right, I like that though. Yeah. But I like that though. Yeah, totally. It, it leaves. Yeah. It leaves you. With, it's like the end of the thing, isn't it? It's, it's like because like, he mentions about not having any possessions, and like I guess his only possession is the saxophone. Aye. So the one thing that's 
that, that he loves the most. He loves it's the ones betraying him. Yeah, aye, totally. aye, that, but, aye, again, yeah. probably wasn't intentional, but no, but it's there. But it's yeah, there. It's there, it's there if you want. Aye, if you want, it. and yeah. it, who's to say it isn't he? Because it's mm. your interpretation. Yeah. And Coppola says he doesn't know. So, aye, so uh, it is open-ended. Mm. I love that. Again, going back to the thing again. It's yeah. like the same sort of thing with the end. They asked. I remember they asked John Carpenter about the end of it, and he get really fucking annoyed. He was aye. like, ah, he says that like all these theories you're coming up are all bullshit. He's like, ah, it is what it, it is. What it is to you, and yeah. I, and that's it. It's whatever you want it to be. That's what. Is, do you know what I mean? But that's the beauty. But I also that, that final angle as well is like if you think about it, it's like a CCTV camera. Ah, yes, I'm saying it's, it's for an up for up kind of angle in the corner. Like, so got, exactly. As if it's a wee camera so, watching so him, observing him. Aye. Yeah. Um, so he's, that's him. He's he's, he, he's now part of something now that he's he's never going to be able to settle. His mm-hmm. life's never going to feel as if he's always going to feel like he's been watched be or listening to or yeah, listening which to he already him. felt. Aye. So it's just piling it on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Fucking excellent film, it's man. Great, I, I, I loved, loved it, man. Yeah. I, this is, I think, it's maybe like the fourth time I've watched. Oh, have this you seen this before? Yeah, I've seen never seen this, before, man. man. I can't remember how I came across it. I really can't. It might have been another one of those late night ones, but yeah, I've seen, seen it a bunch over the years, man. It's it's, but, a, it's a favorite. Aye, it was my first time seeing it, but I, I really, really fucking enjoyed it, man. It, it falls right into that category of films that we always talk about liking that are from the seventies. Yeah, you know, like the, the kind of just gritty and real. And, aye. You know, a good story to tell. Yeah, uh, that is it. That, that, number one, I and brilliant actors as well. I, know, everybody in this is great. Aye, and it didn't. You know, the rarity now. Um, I don't know how many films I've seen. You know, in the past maybe fifteen years or whatever, where the, the films are really, really good to a point, and then they fucking collapse in mm. the last, the last hurdle. And it, this film doesn't. This film actually pays off. Yeah bang on what it should pay off and the thing is I'm not even expecting it to pay off you just yeah. think you think you're, even if it had been something so, so you know if it had been uh, what, what, what it was you would have still thought it was I a fucking great yeah, film it's still a tense thriller you know but, you're still but they put that that was the beauty of this they, they, they fucking smacked you in the stomach they gave you that sucker punch and you're also thinking right, he's, he's there at the hotel is he going to intervene is he, is he going Aye. to go in and try and save him mm-hmm. but then obviously it happens and he, he he shakes he chooses yeah. just to hide his head you know, and Killers ignore out. it and try and yeah. aye aye totally but um, aye it's, it's just I mean it's great acting great fucking script great story aye it was Coppola that wrote it as well i seen that yeah, aye Brilliant. I, I, I thought it was excellent. Did man. it remind you of another film that we watched involving sound? Um, uh, the fuck? I, oh, I, um, Blowout. Blowout. I uh, totally. It reminded I, me of Blowout. I. Um, so they've both got the same inspiration. So that the, the film that Blowout was based, they were inspired by uh, Blow Up. Remember right, the, I, the Italian film? That, that. So same, same inspiration. Uh, Coppola said, like, he saw Blow Up right. and took inspiration because it's a similar sound. Blow, I, Blow Up does it with pictures that's right there's a conspiracy thing with pictures and right. st- where a photographer takes a photo and witnesses a murder right. so similar kind of thing um, this one's with sound and obviously blow out is with mm-hmm. sound as well both great films yeah totally both brilliant yeah. movies but again and that kind of Hitchcockian sort of vibe you know a, a thriller mystery sort of thing going on <clears throat> totally I can I, I could see other films where they've kind of in my, in my way in my way I see it I've I love directors of like I've seen The Shining just with that scene with the toilet mm-hmm. with it. and it's not just the fact that it's blood it's just the way that the it happens and, yeah. and, and the feeling of dread and <laughs> the very sound slow and, uh, and obviously you're, you don't expect it because he's already flushed the toilet aye and, and it's then, the way it comes up from the bend mm, really slow do yeah. you know what I mean it's just aye, aye. Again, Fincher is all over this ah, type, this movie, man. Yeah. Um, it's funny as well because I feel like Coppola, obviously, The Godfather's a great film, mm-hmm. but I think this is up there with The Godfather in terms of a classic it's, film. Uh, it's, just, it's just a different. It's a, they're, a they're, different they're different movies, but if you're looking at what the films Coppola <coughs> has made mm-hmm. over his career, I think this and The Godfather are definitely his, his top two for sure, man. What other ones he's done with? He, he did Bram Stoker's movie. Dracula, which oh, is, no. isn't a great, well, it's a great movie and it's not a great movie. Visually, it's great. Visually, it's amazing. Fucking yeah. acting is fucking beyond shite. The script is not amazing. Right. Um, obviously, Gary Oldman elevates it in the, the acting. I know you don't agree, but... I mean, I, I like Gary Oman, but yeah. I don't even. I, I think he's hammed up to fuck as yeah, well, man. But, but he's, he's supposed to be his Dracula. I suppose I. It's weird because it's like it, it's got a lot of everything that Coppola has no uh, no go in, in these earlier stuff. Yeah. It's not over it. The trials look really over the top, like really over the top. It's, mm. The characters are really like theatre. Yeah, he's not really known for that in his earlier no. work. Sorry, that stuff in the seventies. Like, like, subtle. Apocalypse now. And ah, more subtle. Apocalypse now is quite grand though. 
really when you think about it you know, the stuff about the helicopters and oh I mean visually it looks cool but yeah, I mean the actual the, dialogue even um, uh, Marlon Brando's part I mean that's all I'd love that, yeah, that wasn't even on script that yeah. was just because I think he said like, I'm not doing what you've written no, no, he here. showed up and he was totally unprepared aye, so, he was like I'm just doing aye. what I'm going to do yeah. And he'd, and he'd also gained a lot of weight, I've heard. I know, I have. <laughs> so that, that's why he's always in, in shadow. shadow. But it played yeah. perfectly into the film. Oh, totally, yeah. You know, just, it just shows like a director and probably a cinematographer just thinking on their feet, like, right, how are we going to shoot make this? Make this work, isn't it? Yeah. Work far better than... made it work, yeah. And it made it work probably a hundred times better yeah, if, you had, had uh, if you had a guy just walking about in the daylight yeah. and, and doing just his thing. Giving the spiel of the speech. Uh, just makes him a lot more sinister mm-hmm. all round, totally. you know what yeah. I mean? That's one of the films. I, I, I want to go back and watch Booklets now, but I kind of get past the scene where they hack the cow up. So, yeah, it's, it's quite I, I know I'm a bit of a purist for you. But I like to watch films on edit, but I, I, I like to watch a version that doesn't have yeah, that in it. Because it's a real cow. Because I don't think there's any need for it. Yeah, it's just, not that I don't think there's any. I know there's no need to hurt any living some, animal. And, some festival that was on, wasn't nah, it? It's heavy going. Yeah. Nah, it's fucked yeah. up, man. I fucking excellent film man mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, I'll watch these these type of movies over anything modern oh definitely absolutely man any day of the week man do you know what I mean maybe it's our age I don't know but there, there's just something about the, the films of that period that, that really appeal to me you can relate to the character yeah that's it there's, there's I, I, can, I, I don't want to sound like we keep labelling the same point here but that's the problem now. Everybody's a fucking. Everybody's in the gym. They look fucking. Yeah. They, they don't look like the average person. Which Gene Hackman was absolutely the average person in this. One hundred percent. Yeah. He's just a, a guy. Just he's a guy. Just, yeah. And you, if you're an average guy, which fucking ninety nine percent of the population is, then you look at that and you can totally fucking. You can put yourself in his shoes mm. because he's just like your. He's like your dad or your yeah. fucking uncle or the guy walking down the street or us or, or us. Or us but our age. I, 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 <laughs> But if you're seeing some dude that's ripped in muscles and he's fucking chiselled jaw and all that, it's, it, it, take, it takes me out of it. It, yeah. it does. It takes me out of it. Don't Especially if they're not in like an action movie. Aye, you know, exactly. It's different if it's an action movie, but aye, if, if they're playing like, a, a, supposed to be playing a regular guy and they look exactly. like the rock, it's, no, aye, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You, you pick your lane. If you're going to look that way, then to me, you need to stay in your stay, fucking, stay fucking in lane. comic book movies. Aye, or I mean, as much as I think... <laughs> As much as I, you know, Christian Bale, you know, gets right up my fucking nose at times, at least he's, you know, he's did severe stuff. All yeah, right. he's up and down from the park. Yeah. I mean, he did the machinist. I mean, Christian Bale's a good looking fucking guy, you know, with a good physique and all that, but he looks fucked in that. Mm-hmm. And I've got to respect that, you know what I mean? Because he really, he, he probably thought to himself, I don't believe me. I mean, obviously the script calls for somebody that's, that's yeah, basically emaciated, like not eating yeah. and emaciated, but he took it to a real extreme because yeah, he's... because he, they could have probably easily done that with makeup and stuff. Ah, he made them look thinner. Yeah, but he... He was like, all in on I it. need yep. to sell this as like, you know, somebody that actually... And he did it well. And it was that extreme change because of, you see him at one point where he's fat and it's to show the, the, how much, again, a film about guilt. Aye, aye, um, ate him away. How much the guilt had eaten him away, like physically. Aye, physically, emotionally. Emotionally, yeah, aye. Emotionally, but physically too. Aye, yeah. so I mean... If you're gonna, if you're a good-looking guy and you're playing a part of that, then you really need to put the fucking work in to somehow mm. make yourself more believable as an average person. You know mm. what I mean? Whereas, like Stallone did it as well for Copland. Remember, he put aye, he, he lost his physique and he put lot, on a lot, lot of weight. Yeah. Aye, and that's arguably one of the that's one of his best films. Probably. Next to Ro- next to the first Rocky film, and the first Rambo as well. He's brilliant in the first Rambo. Mm. I mean, that's the thing with Sylvester Stallone. He actually is a good actor. Yeah. But he just um, cho- chose to do a lot of stupid fucking films <laughs> back in the day. But I like a lot of those stupid fucking films, yeah, so yeah. that's what it is. But Rocky's another seventies film that kind of f- fits the bill, I think, in terms of kind of slow pace, slow pace, of, got a story to tell, character, you know, aye, kind of gritty. Yeah, aye, totally. It's, it's just um, it's again, it's about a, real people, but real people in real situations. Nothing's overblown. Nobody's overacting the situation. Do you know what I mean? It's like aye, exactly. You, you don't need, I think that's, there's a, there's a kind of fine line between putting, laying it on too much and, and no doing enough. I think like in this film, especially Gene Hackman just has the perfect balance where Aye, he's like, yep. he doesn't overreact to things and he doesn't underreact to any of the situations. His, his reactions feel believable. Aye. If you were a person in that situation, like the, the thing with the murder, he's like, mm-hmm. what is, is it fight or flight? And he's like, oh, it's fucking flight. I'm, Aye, I'm fucking yeah. out. Aye. And he properly like panics, but, yep. but he doesn't start fucking screaming the place down and going no, fucking mental. Aye. Tries to ignore it. He just yep. freaks a fuck Head out. In the sand. Exactly. Yep. So I, Great, it's Gene Hackman in it, and, yeah. and obviously a great director. So totally. you're going to get something good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rating me. Uh, you go first. 
Is that a four for me? Like ah, a, a good solid four. Man. Fuck aye, man. Like aye. A high end four. Me as well. Mm. Aye. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And again, just I just enjoy these types of films much mm. more than, than what I'm seeing now. I, I think Fincher's probably the closest to... I do sort, that similar kind of sort of film. Like The Killer. Like, I, I didn't mm. think The Killer was amazing or anything like that, but I, but I enjoyed it. But it doesn't do... I've seen it sort of a few weeks back and it doesn't do what you weren't expecting it to do because, exactly. because of the subject matter mm-hmm. you, think, you, know it's, you know it's about an assassin yep. blah, blah, blah. but there's not a lot of killing in think, it you think it's going to be this big action movie and there's, mm-hmm. there's a one good oh, there's, there's, a, there's one, one fight scene in it and it's a cracking fight scene aye but because it's not surrounded by other fight aye, scenes other fight, so exactly. when you bring does, something like that happens go, it doesn't go John Wick it plays it all understated aye aye ex- exactly mm-hmm. so when something does happen it really pops out it, yeah, it has an impact aye yeah. But for me, I it's, um, Fincher's probably the only. Even like when he did um, the one with Ben Affleck, Gone Girl, Gone Girl, yeah, that the same sort of vibe as mm. well. There was a kind of underlying kind of sinisterness without really without slamming home, slamming at home. Yeah. I, do you know what I mean? So I, I would like to I'd maybe go and Google and check that out to see if that's maybe if that's you know if you an influence. About, yeah. I because I, me as a watcher, I can see similarities there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, mean I, I would say he's, he's a wee bit older than us, Fincher. Oh, aye. I, not not well, by much, but a wee bit. Ten, so he, ten years. He would have grown up with the films in the 70s, so I, I would aye. imagine they're, they're high in. on his inspiration list. Aye, definitely. Mm. But aye, brilliant film. I seriously recommend yep. that you watch definitely. it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Aye, cool. It makes a difference for fucking Ennies men and Bait as well. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell. Yeah, we'll, we'll not, we shan't talk about aye, it. Aye, we're done with that, aye. <laughs> right, let's, let's see what is in town in store for us next. The first power. Oh. Is, this, is this your choice? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm regretting I'm regretting it already, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah. Uh, this has got Lou Diamond Phillips in it. Oh, nice. Uh, who, uh, who, who winked at my missus and stuff like that. Aye. Aye. What else was he in? Oh, he's been in loads of shit. Oh. Fucking. Oh, I think of Lou Young Guns. Fucking. Fucking hell, man. He's been in loads of stuff. Uh, aye. No, no, he's, he's the, a the big, mind, big 80s stuff. Aye, yeah. the mind blanks at the moment, yeah. but I will well, be an interest, I'll be interested to see what you think of that. Aye. Cool. Funny. Catches. <laughs> see you later.